Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, the Toronto Raptors continue to make free agent moves. Uh, they, they've signed a couple players today, we'll break down the next player tomorrow, but uh, a big name signing for the Toronto Raptors. Cameron Payne is officially signed to the Toronto Raptors roster, probably no, most known for his dancing with Russell Westbrook in the past, but this has led to some implications for the rest of the roster as well, but what are your initial thoughts on the signing? <laughs> My initial thoughts, we, for anybody listening, we don't prep our podcasts before we do them, and they're non-edited. We just jump into them, yep. and I'm surprised you started off with the biggest signing, because right before we started, to everyone listening, Ben said, this doesn't matter much. He is known as the most trash player in the NBA. Uh, so <laughs> I guess my initial reaction is we're padding up a lot of guys, a lot of pieces. He's a, big lot name. Of, He's a big name, though. He's a name that exists in the NBA that people are aware of. Now, albeit he did play on the Chicago Bulls on that disastrous team last season and maybe the season prior as well. I didn't follow, I didn't track Cameron Payne's movements around the NBA, but I, I think it's nice, regardless of what we decide after we break down his stats and his pros and his cons, I think it's nice that we're collecting a group of players that have already played in the NBA, you know? Yeah. So they've proven themselves a little bit to an extent, and we can train them the rest of the way, maybe, but we're making a deep team because, mm -hmm. you know, when you lose your number one guy, your scorer, your clutch player, you got to mm -hmm. fill the void somehow, and what better way than to just get a bunch of players and see what works? Certainly, and... You know, to bring up the point, I there's the rumors about Cameron Payne. So the the trash comment that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast was when he was traded from Oklahoma City to the Chicago Bulls. Apparently, a report came out that after two practices, uh, a GM or a front office guy from the Chicago Bulls said this guy. He basically said this guy is trash and shouldn't be in the NBA. And that's that's what I remember coming out when that trade initially happened. But Despite that comment that came out, he's actually had a pretty interesting career so far. He had those dance moves with Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City. He looked like a promising young backup point guard at age 21 there. Got traded to the Chicago Bulls for uh, Doug, uh, Doug McDermott, sorry, and Taj Gibson, I believe. So he was in a he was a centerpiece of a big package deal to get to Chicago. And as you mentioned, it was kind of a disaster in Chicago. He didn't really stand out. He had one season where he averaged about 8.8 .8 points per game, 4.5 assists. Pretty solid stats, not super efficient shooting, but he did shoot about 38% from the field. So that's pretty solid numbers for a 23-year-old. Then he ended up getting traded to Cleveland and averaged no. 8 No, we, I got to stop you there. 38% as the point guard. Ben, from three. if you're not shooting... From three. Oh, from three. Yeah, from okay, three. I thought you said from the field. Oh, no, no. You said from that's three. terrible stats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm talking from three there. So he's, That's pretty good. He's a pretty good shooter. He got traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. His stats aren't necessarily as bad as probably Reddit and Twitter make them out to be. And obviously, we kind of just run with the narratives from, from what the masses say before we break down the stats and they actually come to the team. So he actually looks like a pretty intriguing prospect. But the, I think the real reason Masai Jerry brought him in was because of his summer league stats and how he played and impressed in the summer league. People were really saying that he's he looks like a rejuvenated player. He averaged 20 points per game, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. I know it's just summer league and it's a small sample size, but he looked like a much more fluid player. He averaged about 3 steals per game. His defense looked like it was accelerated. I don't know. I'm pretty interested in him, especially what the, the rumors are saying about the starting lineup happening as well. Yeah, well, we can break down well, right now. I, I, the reports are saying that Nick Nurse has said that Fred Van Vliet will be shifted into the two position to mm -hmm. start 
the NBA season. So yeah. it's going to be a very awkward transition, I think, for Fred Van Vliet. Now, he did play a lot of the two in mm-hmm. small ball style lineups, and he closed a lot of fourth quarter yeah. for the Toronto Raptors. And not when he was in his slump, but when he was steady Freddy and when he was knocking down his shots confidently. Last season and the season before, or like this most recent season and the season before that, he did close a lot of fourth quarter. So it makes sense. But against a bigger two guard, it could be a bit of trouble. So we'll see how it goes. But I definitely agree with your assessment there. And I mean, we picked up who was uh, the last guy that we picked up. Um, oh, shoot. What was his name? Terrence Davis? T- Terrence Davis. Terrence yeah. Davis. Yeah. For the same merits and having a good out, you know, kind of a breakout summer league. Now, he is Cameron Payne, a third year guy, and he's playing against a bunch of scrubs because the best university people don't even play in the summer league anymore, it seems. So you kind of expect him to do good, but I, I agree with your with what you're saying, that it's it's good to just get these guys. And if they don't pan out, it's not like they're high investments. Yeah. Like you're not dumping a lot of money to acquire them. You can cut them pretty easily. Certainly he was signed on a two year deal. It's it's certainly a, not necessarily a risk, but it's a flyer taking a flyer on a guy that has shown potential in the past in his career. And just to further elaborate on the Fred Van Fleet point, because apparently Josh Lundberg came out on TSN and said, reported that Nick Nurse has been talking about putting Fred Van Vliet at the starting, at the two-guard position, and then the people that are going to be fighting for that backup point guard position now is Cameron Payne, Patrick McCaw, and Terrence Davis, as we mentioned. So there's, I, I think Nick Nurse is going to be full fluid, full rocking different lineups left right and center we can maybe even make a whole video on the different lineups he might be able to throw out there but what are you just do you think who do you think could possibly be the front runner for backup point guard position now that we signed Cameron Payne what we've seen from Patrick McCall running the point occasionally and you know we made a whole video on the the steel Terrence Davis well if Masai Ujiri is the puppet master, mm. Nick Nurse is the chess master of yeah. lineups and in-game changes. So I can understand and I can appreciate that we are going to see a bunch of different lineups. Yeah. So we can expect to see each of the players that you just mentioned have their turn at impressing us yeah. and showing things on offense as the backup point guard. Do I expect it to be Patrick McCaw? Not really, because I think his handles leave a little something to be desired. I'm really mm-hmm. high on him as a two, just because yeah. of his two-way play. If he could make a few threes, you know, and if he could get maybe a pull-up jumper, he could be he could fill into that Danny Green-type role. I could see yeah. it really easily, because he has the passion to do that. I think for a backup point guard, you want somebody who's a little more pure, point guard skills like Fred Van Vliet has in terms of ball handling, court vision, and I could see it more from a guy like Cameron Payne, or I haven't really looked at Terrence Davis's play yet. I haven't evaluated what he's actually capable of in an NBA game, but you know, I could see one of those guys more, if they're able to be more of a true one, then they would have the the upper hand than Patrick McCaw, but that's not to say he can't work on his his ball handling and and maybe get some play there too. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm in full agreement. I think Patrick McCaw is best suited to the two or three position, just the way he's he's such a mobile defender. He's very fiery. He's not necessarily the biggest guy like Kawhi or Paul George or one of those players, but he moves his feet really well. He's active hands, and he's always in the passing lane. So I like him guarding wings and all that. Maybe he, he's capable of, you know, handling and not turning it over, but he's not, as you mentioned, he's not going to break anyone down. I think, you know, from what I've seen of Cameron Payne in the NBA, at least, I didn't catch much of the summer league games because obviously he played for the Mavericks and not the Raptors. So I, I might have to look back at the highlights and more to see how he's evolved this game. I caught a couple of highlights here. His three-point shot looks really nice. So that was encouraging. I think he could potentially 
fill that role. But from what I saw of Terrence Davis, he looks like a guy with that mentality where he can come in and have that Fred Van Vliet confidence. You know, be ready, uh, off the bench, undrafted guy, knocking down threes, be aggressive, playing good, fiery defense. So my pick right now will probably be Terrence Davis and McCall play one of those wing positions that everyone's going to be fighting for. But let us know what you guys think on that specific thing. So Cameron Payne's an interesting pickup, but and even, you know, I think probably the more impactful narrative, so to speak, going forward with the Toronto Raptors is, you know, the fact that Fred Van Vliet from his play last season has earned, in the eyes of Nick Nurse, probably the starting position going into next season. And do you see this being a long-term solution for the Toronto Raptors now that Danny Green is gone? Because we've seen two smaller guard style lineups work and the Toronto Raptors closed with that lineup so much over the past two seasons. We've seen it work in Portland with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. You know, Fred Van Vliet has shown that he can knock down threes, he can play off the ball, he can play on the ball, he can give Lowry a rest, despite the fact their size is a bit smaller in the backcourt. They're two both thick, fiery defenders. They're not going to let anyone bully them around. I kind of like this move. As high as I am on Norman Powell, I think Fred Van Vliet starting the two is probably the best situation for the Toronto Raptors going into next season. It's I just my initial thoughts onto mm-hmm. it. It's... It's very much a toss-up for me because yeah. I think that he is very good in some situations. His defense against Steph Curry was fantastic, right? He did everything that he possibly could, and against a phenomenal player, he didn't get destroyed as some some NBA players find themselves victim to when yeah. they're guarding one of the craftiest players in the entire league. He held his own. So I definitely agree that his defense, he's capable, and he can play a size up. He can, yeah, he can play a size up. He can guard a, he can fight above his weight class, so to say, right? But my issue is just he's six foot. He's six foot clean, maybe six one with shoes on. And if you're playing a tall shooting guard like a, I don't know, like a Paul George or somebody, maybe Paul George has shifted more now into the three position, but just a a guy that maybe could be exploited. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. And also. Fred Van Vliet, I'd love to see him become a starting point guard at some point in the NBA, but to be a yeah. starting two, I'm not I'm not entirely sure if that's his role because now you're relying on him not to be the creator necessarily, but night in and night out to be that three-point sniper. And while that is something that he was good at to for a stretch of the season and to finish the playoffs in, that's not really his game all around, you know? He's he's I I just he's don't know if, with the ball in his hands. Exactly, and I don't know if I want to pigeonhole him into being a two. It could work out fantastically, but I could also see it go in the other direction. So it's something that I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more before I really comment on to it. I completely agree with you that we shouldn't turn Fred Van Vliet into Danny Green in the sense that we have him just camping on the three-point line and waiting to shoot three-point shots. He's a phenomenal three-point shooter, but Fred is capable of doing a lot more. He can run an offense, he can make plays for people, he can attack, drive, and all that sort of stuff. So I think, and we've seen that, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet duo work in the sense that Kyle Lowry's willing to play off the ball occasionally. We saw him let DeMar DeRozan run the offense a lot when DeMar was there. You know, Kawhi obviously had his isos last season, but Kyle has deferred to the the two-guard position to let the offense initiate through them, and Kyle has shown he can be a spot-up guy occasionally during the regular season. So I think it could definitely work out. Norman, I agree with you on the defensive end. I think Norman Powell's a better fit just because of his size, length, and they're they're both great defenders positionally, and just the physical attributes for Norm are going to give him the boost over Fred Van Vliet, even though Fred's a, a feisty, feisty man's when guarding other point guards. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. 
No, you know, I'd I'd still like Ben though. I'd still like Fred Van Vliet over Norm. Yeah. And the reason is because okay. Fred Van Vliet, end of the shot clock, he can create for you. Norman yeah. Powell, I don't think that he can create because if you're in a situation where there's say three seconds left on the shot clock, you're not going to get a drive to the rim, right? You're not going to get a layup which Norman Powell is capable of. Usually, you're going to do a good move, get one or two dribbles past, and pull up for the jumper, and that's not Norman Powell's game, right? It's not something that he's displayed consistently yet. So I'd have way more confidence now losing Kawhi Leonard in having a guy like Fred Van Vliet be sort of a backup in terms of who's going to make a last-second shot for you more than I would with Norman Powell. Certainly. So who would you like to see start over Fred Van Vliet in the starting unit? Not necessarily anybody, Ben. I don't uh, don't think that there's a better fit. I'm just saying I'm worried that if we turn... Yeah, if we turn Fred Van Vliet into a two-guard and that becomes his identity, then he might be losing his playmaking because mm-hmm. I can't see Kyle Lowry deferring all the playmaking to Fred Van Vliet as the whole game. they're getting 33 minutes equal kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And then who's substituting? I, I I just don't know. I, I I don't hate it. I just don't love it. That's fair. And it's going to... The, the backup point guard situation will certainly... Someone needs to step up because... McCaw, I guess, has proven himself as a role player in the league, but he's never proven himself as a role player point guard. Uh, Terrence Davis, he's an undrafted rookie. Those guys rarely come in and have a rotation piece on at least a playoff team, you know, going in into the rookie season. And uh, Cameron Payne, as we mentioned, he was labeled as trash and all that going to the years, but he seemed to have elevated his game in recent, at least in the summer league and in recent season. So hopefully that he can continue to continue his growth of the Raptors development staff. But if none of those guys can be the backup point guard, they might be forced to throw Fred Van Vliet back in that position to, to PG the bench mob. But let's know what you guys think. Do you guys think Fred Van Vliet should be starting on the team next season? Are you happy with the backup point guard situation? We want to hear your guys' thoughts in the comment section below. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You're the best for making it this far. Riker, you have any last words? Ben, you got that outro down to a science. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right, that's it. Cheers. <laughs>